But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Chop Sports Show coming to you live from the Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru studio right here in beautiful downtown Matawan in New Jersey. It is Sturch and it is just Sturch. Uh, as you saw, if you watched the Mojo Market Report this morning, uh, Gooch is stuck in Atlanta. <laughs> so I'll be rolling solo today. I did have Wrestling Rob reach out to me last minute um, around 10 o'clock-ish, 10, 15-ish, but I was already set up. I was kind of frantically doing everything uh, this morning. So thank you to Wrestling Rob um, for his, um, his at least his offer. But it is a five, Anthony, behind the glass. How would you uh, how'd you enjoy the games this weekend, bro? You all right? Oh, except the Eagles win. I, enjoyed, I, mean, the no, nobody, <laughs> I enjoyed the rest. Nobody likes that at all. Um, but, yeah, so a lot to get into, obviously, the NFC Championship game, AFC Championship game, both now in the rearview mirror. And I want to let you guys know that the Chop Sports Show is being brought to, you, uh, brought to you guys in full by the Absolute Eyewear. It's not the Absolute Eyewear. It's just Absolute Eyewear. Craig and Janine in Woodbridge, New Jersey, are lifers over there. Those guys are uh, helped us out tremendously throughout the course of the entire way that Chop Sports has been paving the way. So I do want to um, – see or check the into the chat real quick hello good morning to rob um bailey in the building let's see uh who uh, there was mark i believe was in there before and i thought i saw ken before can you see my text or no don't know who that is but you should probably jump on over to uh youtube and support us over there so lots to get into today um before we get into anything oh and oh mike hawaii mike so i'm gonna shout out to jerry jones who's being disguised as the Niners performance that he fired Kellen Moore. I think um, I think Jerry Jones timed that perfectly, to be honest with you. Jerry Jones is a showman. You know he's going to want the attention and the spotlight, but he basically saw what the Eagles were able to do to the 49ers offensively. The Eagles put up 31 points. The Cowboys couldn't do anything. Therefore, he's looking around saying, you know what, the hell with this shit. I'm not waiting another minute. Goodbye, Kellen. Thanks for everything. Um, apparently, it was mutually parted ways. I don't ever buy into that bullshit. I think it's a straight-up firing. I think Mike McCarthy, who is rumored now to call the plays, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I know that Rube, my James Rube, my good old pal on Twitter, had some something to say about that, saying that you know he was the reason why that Rodgers didn't work out because uh, McCarthy was calling the plays, whatever the case may be. Kellen Moore out in Dallas, so I'm curious to see if that dude lands a job anywhere else. Um, I, again, that's a lot of, uh, again, I don't know who that is, but he's hacking the entire, uh, program right now with his Eagles chant. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, we'll get into the Eagles and then I guess we'll start with them. Screw it. I was going to start with the AFC, but and let's bring up the Eagles game 31 to seven. They absolutely destroy the 49ers. Um, and clearly anybody with the two eyes, uh, could see that once Brock Purdy went down. And I know this is crazy to even say that because the fact that Brock Purdy was, even like a remote reason why they were there is another explanation in itself. Um, but he goes down and in comes Josh Johnson, which again, Josh Johnson is a journeyman. He's been, he's played for like three quarters of the league. Um, he he's an NFL quarterback. So when you're an NFL quarterback, you're at least good enough to be on a roster somewhere. Um, but clearly he couldn't get anything going. Um, not for nothing. Uh, and I said it on the Mojo market report this morning, Jalen hurts his numbers. Aren't that Gaudy, um, that's two games in a row now. He's not put up these big numbers. 
but he's also not losing. And he's not putting yourselves in a situation where they're about to lose the game or he's turning the ball over. So for that, Jalen Hurts definitely earns himself a spot in the Super Bowl. Uh, Miles Sanders, again, with a with a I feel like did, was he touched at all during these the, the, the runs that he had? I feel like he broke no. through the line yeah. and that was it. It was over. Like you just couldn't like flag football or not. You know what I'm saying? Like you <laughs> couldn't even, there was no stopping Miles Sanders through those gaping holes. Uh, but there is a couple things. Yeah. Throw the damn challenge. But there is a couple things uh, that shit. Yeah. I mean, that starts, that starts at all. Devonta Smith obviously didn't pull that one down, um, but they rushed to the line. They did what every coach tells you to do. And Sirianni of all people, you know, that scumbag is going to try to get to that line as fast as humanly possible. Um, to try to clock it or or at least get another um, another playoff just so they can't challenge it. So that sucks um, for them. But again, 49ers defense, they did play well uh, in regards to stopping the pass, right? And uh, I saw something right before I went live. It's like, oh, now we all owe apologies to Dak Prescott for not performing in that NFC Divisional round. I'm like, no, no, you don't. <laughs> like, we've seen this way too many times. It's not like it's the first time we've ever seen Dak throw up a sticker. So I digress with that one. Um, but again, Kellen Mort will wind up at Boise State. Yeah, I mean, that was um, that was rumored uh, previously, a couple years back. So he's obviously a former quarterback there. He could wind up over there. Um, yeah, the 49ers defense, Evans coming in there right now. Uh, big old E uh, coming in there saying the defense played good. I think they played good. When you let up 31 points, on the surface, it doesn't look good. But, like, overall, you know it was a better performance. It was – the the 49ers definitely got screwed here um, in multiple ways. Obviously, just the play calling alone. And Trent Williams, for the love of God. <laughs> like, them, my man threw him into the earth. Um, literally spiked a human being into the earth. Uh, he'll probably catch a fine. No suspension or anything like that. But – Definitely interesting to see where they go now. I'm talking about the 49ers because obviously you'll have weeks of preparation to talk about the Eagles. But, Ant, do you think off the top of your head now with the performance of, well, not even perform, lack thereof, I mean, Brock Purdy gets hurt. Does this kind of swing the door open again for Trey Lance to kind of insert himself into a, uh, at least a quarterback competition? Yeah, because you, you obviously know Jimmy G is going to end up somewhere else. Jimmy G looked like he was having a grand old time, by yeah, the way. Dude, he was Smiling, happy. just a yeah. happy-go-lucky fella on the sidelines. Maybe he's thinking about Aaron Andrews or something like that. But boy, oh boy, was he he was fine. The, the 49ers were getting sparked, and he was fine. So clearly, Jimmy G, whether he lands in Indy or or uh, New York or the Tampa Bay Buck, wherever he lands, he clearly had a – he put his two weeks in and he was ready to check out. But overall, Trey Lance, back in the conversation, obviously. 100%. Yeah. So. I think he just comes in as a starter. I don't know if it's going to be a battle, but I think I think it definitely opens up the conversation that he will be possibly the starter next year for sure. Yeah, I mean, the it's it's interesting because Trey Lance, we all kind of – what the what the Niners have done with their quarterback within the last two years – and I didn't really understand this. I'm not a 49er fan, so I don't know how the how internal talks were. But, like, when Jimmy G takes you to the NFC Championship game last year, like, the writing was on the wall already, and people were like, well, it doesn't matter. It's just Trey's team next year. And I'm like, but why? Like, why is that all of a sudden? Like, it takes a little bit of something to get to the NFC title game, no? Like, that, that's not like it's an easy feat to do. Like, it, it the moxie he showed by beating the Cowboys and beating the Packers last year, and you just wrote him off completely – Trey Lance gets the team. Yes, he's the he's the more skilled quarterback, I think, 
out of the two. Trey Lance starts this year. He gets hurt. It's unfortunate. Jimmy G comes in there, picks up where he left off. They're still winning games. He gets hurt. Brock Purdy comes in there. He picks up where Jimmy G leaves off. The Niners had themselves a lucky, lucky season considering all the injuries. I'm saying not lucky because like, they're not talented. I'm saying lucky that three quarterbacks were able to do what they do. Sometimes, I mean, look, I'm a Cowboys guy. Like every time for my entire life, for my entire adulthood, childhood, anytime a, a starting quarterback went down, we were screwed. There was no shot that they would be competitive in these games. So the fact that you guys made it all the way to the NFC title game with a third string quarterback and then had to play that game with a fourth string quarterback, kudos to you guys, man. That, that was tough. Um, yeah, so I, I'm well aware Lance is the better athlete, right? But you're telling me that, like, Brock Purdy, if you would have showed out in this game and lost, I still think Brock Purdy earned the right to at least be considered the starter going in. But if you're going to have an open competition, that kind of – I think that derails the confidence of one Brock Purdy because, like, throughout the course of December, you have Brock Purdy still winning football games. He went into the playoffs. He beat Dallas. You know, he he, uh, he wins and he beats Seattle. He beats Dallas, right? He's, so all of a sudden – Brock Purdy's a guy, right? And he's he's a legitimate contender to be the guy to go to the Super Bowl. So, like, for them to be like, all right, well, hey, man, thanks for coming. They did it again. They're doing it again. They're doing the same thing they did to Jimmy G last year. Like, hey, man, thanks for everything. You couldn't get us there. Goodbye. <laughs> it's like, I don't think that's going to be a thing. I think there's going to be a, an actual competition. So, in any event, uh, Evan thinks coming in. He's a big 49er guy. He thinks that – um Lance is going to win that job regardless. I think, yeah, you put him stack to stack. I think Trey Lance is probably the better quarterback. So, yes, the 49ers giving him the nod is the right move, right? But, again, for them to kind of kick aside the guy that got you there two years in a row now, it's bad karma. I know Gooch is in here, so we can't have the karma debate because I know he doesn't believe in any of that shit. Um he better believe in Jesus if he wants to get back here in one piece <laughs> from Atlanta. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but in any event, the 49ers, they couldn't hold their own. CMC, again, that one run, dude, oh, my God. Like, the guy, and I told my buddy Greg this. I said, he is the best player in football with a football in his hands. Like, he is just so good, catching balls out of the backfield, also running the ball. Like, his moves are just smooth. It's just – there's nothing – Nothing about Christian McCaffrey's game that is flawed outside of the fact that sometimes he's banged up and sometimes he's injury riddled or, or battle tested or whatever, however you want to call it. I just think that the 49ers are in a good spot right now, regardless. Next year, they're going to be even better. They'll address the corners. The guys will get off the injured reserve. Like They'll get guys back. So I think the 49ers are going to be well off. I think they win the West almost easily next year. I don't see – I mean, you could you could say the Rams will be better – with Stafford and a healthy Cooper Cup next year. But, again, they got a lot of holes. Um, Arizona sucks. They don't have a coach. So, Seattle, do you think they're going to run it back with Geno, I think. I don't know how much Geno's going to warrant, but I, I don't know. I know they're going to run with Geno again. So, I think, without even thinking, I, I could say the 49ers win the West. You know what I mean? I, I just – and that's right now. Clearly, draft, free agency, all this shit has to happen. But I'm uh, – Yes, Evan, he's good at football. So I'm just seeing that too, as far as uh, that's concerned. Um, anyway, not, yeah, Niners are solid. So I, I believe in the Niners. Now, what do I think about Philly going into the Super Bowl? I mean, look, again, Jalen Hurts didn't do anything wrong at all, right? Their defense played good. Their defensive front is very good. Their corners, their say everything, they don't have a hole right now. And that's that's the truth. 
But if you ever look at a, a, a path like they have, have you ever seen an easier path hit? Like yeah, they no. beat up on the Giants that and then they beat up on Josh Johnson. Like, you know what I mean? So the road to the Super Bowl wasn't really like this. Oh, my God, I can't believe they're there. They won the games they were supposed to win and beat the teams they were supposed to beat. So here come the Eagles now. Look, by the way, I shared out something on my Twitter, and I think it was phenomenal. I got a bunch of goons um, sitting on top of a uh, a bus stop, and they all just fell through it because they're all morons. I, I act like you've been there before, man. I don't understand. I, listen, this doesn't happen in New York, and this doesn't happen in Dallas. Well, it hasn't happened in Dallas because they haven't won anything. But I don't know of any other town or city that like burns the city to the ground when they win. And it's like a celebratory thing. I don't Philadelphia is a whole nother beast. I know me and Rob and Tommy have to go down there next weekend. So it's like, ugh, do I wear my cowboy shit? I don't know. I don't know if I want that smoke. I, I, I know I got big backup and I got the MLW roster down there to back me up. But probably half of those guys are Eagles fans too. Yeah. And that's another thing. Danny DeHaze is bringing up a huge thing. The Eagles at the 10th pick in the draft, man. Like, good Lord, they're not even done. They haven't won the Super Bowl yet, and they got the 10th pick in the draft. It's probably going to be used to be, I would assume, you, you're going to have some holes on the offensive line. Lane Johnson ain't going to stay forever. Um, so it might not be like this flashy, sexy pick, or or they load up again, and they, and they grab themselves another receiver or or even a running back at that, or trade back and get a running back because Miles Sanders is a free agent, and I know um, – Boston Scott can't carry the load. And, you know, who's the other one? I can't think of the third guy. Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and... Uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell. There is number 14. They keep changing numbers, so I don't know who the hell's who anymore. Um, but, yeah, so maybe draft a running back, but not that high. So then maybe they can stockpile some picks. I don't know, man. Yeah, we wear nothing but Chiefs gear. Rob, you're asking for violence on that day, and I'm just <laughs> trying to be a good Samaritan and not get killed. Um, Rashad White. Oh, all right. Oh, Jesus. I don't know what's worse, Cody Rhodes, Stardust winning the Royal Rumble or Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, so Cody Rhodes won the Rumble. We were here on Saturday night. A couple of us, Rob was here with me. Um, whatever. I'm not going to get into the Rumble. We'll talk plenty about that. You can subscribe over to the Chop Sports Fight Factory YouTube channel. You can definitely do that. Um, if Rob wants to drop it in the comments, he's more than welcome to do that to promote the the, the brand. But anyway, um, is Bradbury a free agent there, Rube? Is that a thing? Because if that's a thing, then yeah, corner would probably be the, the best bet. And Rube, by the way, I have I have uh, knighted him, okay? I have knighted Rube and my boy Shrieks as the draft experts. I think these guys should be the chop sports draft experts. They really dive in every year. Rube's already put out his mock draft 1.0. I'm pretty sure uh, Shrieks has too. It's different than anything I've seen as far as like, yeah, there's chalk and yeah, there's there's – things that you're going to see already. And they're like, ah, well, you know, these guys need a quarterback. So that's where they're going to go with it. And Rube breaks it down. He's got a great, great draft um, board and a great mock. So go follow Rube as well. Um, what was that? Did anyone? <laughs> they should have. Trent Williams, dude, I'm telling you, Trent Williams would probably win the Rumble. No bullshit. That dude, first of all, I get the frustration. I, I wholeheartedly understand. If it was a chippy game, it's the NFC title game. Both of these teams clearly don't like each other. Um, but it's just like, I would hire him as a bodyguard, sure. If he's moving guys out like that, absolutely. Why not? Uh, but anyway, that's the Eagles and the 49ers. I, again, I can't – I don't want to make any predictions or anything like that about the Super Bowl. I do think that the Eagles will be facing a better offense um, than the 49ers did or could have presented them. So they'll probably face the best offense that they've seen. But I keep saying that, just like I was saying, like the, the shoe's going to fall for Brock Purdy. 
I said it for weeks and it just wasn't happening. So now I'm looking at the Eagles like, ah, don't worry. They'll, they'll get humbled, you know, income the next game, the chiefs, the Kansas city chiefs get the job done over the Cincinnati Bengals. Not really happy about the way this one ended. Um, a lot of people are on the referees with this one. And there's a lot of calls that could have been made, should have been made, whatever. But the one that gets me is the, is the Fagazi stop the play and, and like, oh, wait, that play was supposed to be dead. That one don't count. You get a redo. I've never seen that. I've never, have you, and have you ever seen them just say, wait, hold on? Yeah. We, when we were watching, me and my friends were just like confused what, what the hell was happening. Like, and we, we were just mind blown. And Romo's out there, like, he's like, oh, look like they, Jim, they're going yeah. for it, Jim. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, no, hold on. It's the play again. Like, they switch it back to third down. Like, and then he was confused. He was like, wait a minute, it's third down, Jim. What's yeah, going on? He, he was going nuts. Romo there. was in his, in his absolute bag last night, by the way. I know a lot of people, um, there is a clip going around where he, I don't know if you've seen this or not. Romo almost um, almost had a little bit of a slip up. And I, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up. I'm not about to say it on the air or even remotely discuss it. But Romo, I think, had a great game calling the game. Um, but overall, this game in itself was rough. Okay, because you're watching Mahomes, which, by the way, I'm not. I'm. I think I'm the only one saying it right now because I haven't seen it. There's a lot of people like, oh my god, the heroics. The heroics of Patrick Mahomes on one leg. I'm like, wait, <laughs> like, wait. Maybe he's not as hurt as what everybody's saying. Maybe you can't just say, oh, high ankle sprain. That's supposed to take everybody out for four to six weeks. Sometimes requires certain. Maybe he didn't have a high ankle sprain. Maybe he sprained his ankle, which we've all done. If you're an adult male or female and you've rolled your ankle real quick, yeah, we've all done it. It sucks. It hurts. But by you know, the next day you're walking around, you're a little, little, you know, gingerly walking around, but maybe this injury isn't what they said it was, man, because I'm sorry, that last run, that last run was full speed. And I'm like, wait, hold on. And even my brother said it to me in a text. He's like, wait a minute. He's like, there's no limping to be found when, when there's good plays, but when there's a bad play, he's like, oh God. <laughs> right? And I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, hold on. Like for me, I just feel like it was, the whole thing was fugazi. I really do. I'm, I'm looking around and I'm like, Dude, no way. Like, no way is this guy is hurt. And, like, you know, you got Jim Nance and you got Romo. Like, oh, it's hard to plant, Jim. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, the guy is put – the ball he put on MVS in the end zone was 120 miles an hour. Yeah, that – Like, don't tell me you're having a, a hard time planting. Like, that dude put heat on that ball. I don't buy – I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I'm sorry. I am not buying it. Um, It's not replaying. They never play. No, I understand that. Rube, I'm, I'm well aware – of what the description, what they explained it was, but nobody heard it. Nobody, right? So like the whole, the entire 11 and 11 and the coaching staff and the rest of the refs let the play happen. And then they're like, wait, hold on. We didn't, we didn't, we blew it dead. Like, no, you didn't. And if you did blow it louder, you're in Kansas city where the decibel level is like fucking through the roof. You gotta be loud. Like you cannot just, and not for nothing, they threw a flag the next play. Third nine and nine, Jim. Oh, holding on the defense. Like, wait a minute, time out. Like, look, I, if you're looking at it on the surface, if you're looking at it on the surface, and you're looking if you're if you're a if you're an Eagle hater, you do want the Chiefs to win because I do think the Chiefs have a better shot to match up a little bit better, a little bit, not a lot because I think the Bengals are a loaded team. But like Mahomes' experience, you almost have to root for him. But 
the way he got here, man, the way, oh my God, it's just like, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, you've never seen an actual screw job happen in real time. Well, maybe you have, but like, except for Montreal, but like, you're looking at this and I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. Like they're giving these guys chances for chance. And then not for nothing. The, the Bengals did have a chance. Right. And I thought for sure on that one drive towards the end of the game, I said, wait a minute, they hit Aiden Hurst for 16 yards on a third and 13 or something like that. I'm like, okay, here we go, Joey. Now it's time to cook. And it just, it didn't materialize. Finally, the offensive line reared its ugly head, right? And I have to bring this up because I had it up before. Forgot the guy's name. I have to bring it up now because it's just going to piss me off. But dude, I'm seeing a lot of footage from from the post game. And uh, hold on, I got the guy's name right here. I wrote it down before and I exited it out. It is Jermaine Pratt, okay? Plays for the Bengals. Dude, you can't do what you did on the way out. He's yet. Did you see the clip already? Dude, that was so disturbing to me because that guy was already crying his eyes out right. after the game. Guy's life flashes before him. Yeah. And he just blew his teeth. Hey, look, who's to say that Mahomes doesn't complete another pass down the seam and they get in field goal range anyway, right? Exactly. But this kid feels like complete garbage. And the Cincinnati fan base are from what I gather, because I know a bunch of them, like they're actually decent people. So they're not going to be like, oh my God, throw this guy off a bridge. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be like, oh my God, I feel terrible for this kid. And then you got Pratt yelling like, you can't touch the fucking quarterback, man. Like yelling at the guy in the hallway where the guy's already got the towel over his head and he's just, he's beside himself. So I, I dude, biggest Bush league thing you could have possibly done was was do what hit that kid did and and I think and I hope look you know what the the, the explanation is going to be well you know I was passionate mm-hmm. I was in the heat of the moment blah 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 but he dude did, he said that he commented on I believe it was Bleacher Reports he did it already he commented he said already? something exactly like that of course he did he said everyone's just going to post this for clout and whatnot but oh yeah clout yeah, yeah. no ESPN needs clout yeah like, <laughs> no bro your, your your clip got picked up by everybody nobody needs clout you need to <laughs> shut the hell up and you not need to say something like that it's unbelievable um going back to the comments here uh Chris Jones was elite dude Chris Jones was everything that he needed to be to get that team in the position to win the game. He really was. Like, you can't take that away from him. Referees, all that bullshit aside. The Bengals' offensive line woes finally showed up. Chris Jones was bullying dudes. That guy is an elite pass rusher. That guy is actually, I think, is up in consideration for defensive player of the year, if I'm not mistaken. I know it's like a toss-up between Parsons and uh, Bosa, but, like, he was in consideration. That dude showed up in the biggest of spots, and between him... Frank Clark, you know, those guys, that defense, they're going to they're gonna poise problems for Hurts. But the problem is Hurts, very mobile, right? He can get out of the pocket very quick. He can sense. He can shift. He can call all the adjustments at the line to make sure the protection's right, to make sure that this dude's chipped up by, I know they're undersized running backs over there in Philly, but you lay a body on him, I think you're going to be all right. Dallas Goddard will probably have to get involved as well. Um, Samaj P. Ryan out-snapped him, out-snapped him, 43 to 23. That is a wild stat. I did see P. Ryan in there. Maybe Mixon's hurt. Um, that's a 20-snap difference. Is that right? Because I did see P. Ryan in there, and I saw that. Like I, That dude's a gamer. He's been around forever, too. Um, anyway. Anyone see ESPN using Diggs watching the celebration photo? Just Photoshop instead of... No way. ESPN did that? 
Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Like, first of all, if you're an NFL fan, like, you know, if you're like Rob Lowe and you're like, you're hoping everybody has fun, right? You're an NFL fan. You are jacked about the next 10 years of the AFC because you're going to get this time and time and time again. This might be the new Brady versus Manning where it's Mahomes and Burrow, right? And you have to throw, you would have to throw Justin Herbert in there eventually. Like, I know the coaching stinks over there, but maybe he gets over the hump and gets to a game. Or, again, the games we saw leading into this, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the guy. You know what I mean? So I, I think, personally, the AFC is going to be loaded for years to come. So to get out of the AFC like they did, it's a big, big thing. Um, let's see. Yeah, send it to me, Vinny, because I have to see that. Mixing camp pass protect. Well, that 100% then. So there, there, therein lies the Samaje Ryan is Zeke. <laughs> All right? When you need a guy to chip, he's the big bully. He can do it. Mixing cannot. You know, Mixon is the finesse runner. Mixon is the Tony Pollard. So there's a similar situation over there. Maybe not so so much similar. And I'm sure Rube will be like, oh, God, did he really just compare it? Yeah, he did. Um, anyway, script writes itself. Mahomes versus Burrow with occasional run-ins by Allen, Herbert, et cetera. Yeah, and this offseason is going to be wild. I'm sorry. If you guys actually think, Cousin Benny just sent me the, now I got to see it. Because if it's really that good, that's not him. That's the, oh, shit, no. <laughs> he really did. Yeah, look at this. Oh my god, that's that terrible. is brutal. I know nobody's gonna be able to see that, but it is Pat, it is <laughs> fucking Burrow just standing there by himself. <laughs> ESPN, be better, bro. Be better. That is a true. I'm definitely gonna share that out. That that is oh my god. Rough, rough, rough. Pick it in two years, Ken Palmer says. I'm sorry, Ken. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, you know what? I've seen crazier things, right? Nobody saw the Bengals bounce back after being the laughing stock of the league and all of a sudden almost two times in the Super Bowl in the last three years. So we'll see about that. Um, I just want you to hear what you want to talk to Cowboys. Cut seek and save 10.9 and franchise Pollard for 10 or let Pollard walk. Well, um, I guess that's enough for the AFC and NFC championship games because I'm just getting myself like, eh, it's over. Celebrating over 90 years of five-star, high-quality customer service, Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru right there in Avenel, New Jersey, is my go-to spot for all of my new and used vehicles. I myself decided to upgrade, and I went from a Chevy Equinox all the way up to a Chevy Blazer Rally Sport. It's not your average Blazer. This thing hauls ass. If I get that itch to go big, I'm going big with Richard Lucas Chevrolet, and I'm going to go with the 2022 Chevy Silverado 1500. It's got the all-star four-wheel drive package with a 2.7-liter engine. Check out their entire inventory online at richardlucaschevy.com or give them a call at 800-717-6944 and tell them Chop Sports Sturge sent you. Speaking on personal experience, the house buying and house selling process is a bitch. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. But you know who made it fun? You know who turned all this around, took all the stress out of the process? It's Curtis Counts of EXP Realty. Whether you're buying a house, selling a house, searching for a house, you'll get constant emails of things that pop up in your budget and what you're actually looking for. To start this process, you just have to call Curtis right now. You can reach him at 732-856-2293 or shoot him an email at kurtrcounts at hotmail.com. And yes, some, some of us folks are still using Hotmail. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. 
They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturch sent you. Um, as far as that's going, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Hawaii might coming in, Lamar, Tua. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about Tua. There's already rumors that Brady, and like all of a sudden there's a Brady conversation over there because who knows what to happen with, with Tua because of the fact that the guy's now a walking concussion. So that could be a, a detrimental thing to his career. Um, what I would do, Rube, if I'm going back to you for a second, um, Apparently Zeke was like okay with a pay cut, and then all of a sudden his dad came out and said, "No, that's not true." Just based off of what I've seen in the NFL, you have to do the specific things as a GM and load your roster. And I know you can't do that. And Dak is a stuck guy right now. He is there, stuck. He is Dak is your quarterback going forward uh, for at least next year because the out starts in twenty twenty four. So there's no out for the Dallas Cowboys this year. So he's your guy, and he's going to be a $50 million cap hit, 49, I think, to be exact. you got to stack your roster now. And the only way to do that um, is, is to just is to just cut the fat. You would hope Tyron Smith, at the age of 33, who is still young in, in real time, is very old in NFL years. Maybe he retires. That's a lot of money off the cap. Um, I, I, I don't see, just because I know Jerry Jones – and I know how he, <coughs> excuse me, I know how he does this the kind of shit. I don't foresee Dak, I mean, uh, Jerry Jones just outright cutting Ezekiel. I just don't see it. I think there's too much of a bond there. Jerry Jones, unfortunately, doesn't treat it like a business over there. She's like a family. So if you're a family guy, look how long he holds on to people. Jason Garrett was there five years too long. You know what I'm saying? Like, he holds on to people forever. Um, I think there's going to be a restructure. Um, yeah, you have to. And Rube, that's the same thing I was just thinking. I don't think anybody is going to go, I want Zeke. We need Zeke, you know, on this team. Like, I don't think anybody's going to be banging the table for Zeke Elliott on their squad. Therefore, yeah, he's got to take a significant cut, um, and we'll see what they do after that. But uh, is it dead money on the cap, though? If what? See, I, I don't know which one he's referring to. But um, Rumors going around about the Bills and the Raiders trading for Renfro for Ed Oliver, and I'm here for it. Bills do need a underneath dude, and, and Cole Beasley's bitch-made ass ain't it, just so everybody's aware. He's not it. Um, McCarthy calling the plays. Well, I think that um, we'll see. Um, I think we're going to see a lot different situations. Like, I, I posted something on Twitter the other day. Uh, it was a Kellen. I said, this is Kellen Moore on his next job interview. And it was like second and two from inside the 20. And he's got five wide spread out. <laughs> I was like, dude, what, what are we doing here? It was like, you have Zeke and you know that like, I know he's not going to show the burst that he used to burst, but he was getting short yardage first downs all game long. So like, or not all game long, all season long. Um, so you run the ball in that situation. But Kellen Moore, I don't know what happens to him. Maybe he lands in Carolina. Maybe he lands in Boise State. I don't know. Uh, under, you know, Frank Reich. Obviously, Frank Reich is the head coach that was hired over there. Uh, but I don't know about him. As far as the next Cowboys OC, I don't care who it is, honestly. If McCarthy's calling the plays, it doesn't really matter who it is. I saw other people are like, well, you got to go get – what's this guy? What's the dude that got fired from the Cardinals? Uh, 
Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Yeah. I'm like, no, dude, he's on an island somewhere with his phone shut off. <laughs> Trust me. He's not, he doesn't want to come back to deal with Jerry Jones. Okay. He just doesn't want to do that. Um, but anyway, who's the Cowboys? Yeah. Anthony G. I'm telling you right now, I, I don't know. Um, just based off of what I understand, I also know that Doug uh, Newsomeyer, which there's a quarterback coach, I think he was let go too. So they really have nobody to promote from within right now. So they're going to hire somebody. It's just a matter of who fits the McCarthy system. I've heard rumors of Schottenheimer. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer, which again, I don't know if it fits that mold, but maybe it's a complete overhaul. I don't know. I don't know. The Cowboys right now are in a prime position to make a lot of roster changes and do what the rest of the, the, the recipe is to succeed in the NFL. If you're not doing what the rest of these people are, look what the last couple teams have done. The, the Eagles are in the, in the title game now. What did they do? They're in the Super Bowl. What did they do? They added A.J. Brown because they knew they needed help for Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith wasn't the guy to, to, to be the number one guy. So they did that, right? They added, I think they traded a couple picks and they brought in uh, all pro safety from the Saints, right? So the Eagles did their thing. The Chiefs, on the other hand, that's another story because, again, you lost Tyreek Hill and Mahomes' his numbers went up. But that was just because he was able to distribute the ball pretty much everywhere and Kelsey just played on a godlike level throughout the course of the season. But look at everybody else who's been around, who succeeds. The Rams did it last year. They added Von Miller. They added OBJ, and they made the push, and they won. Free agency is big, and the Cowboys haven't treated free agency like a, like a thing in, in years. I, again, their biggest money spend, you're going to laugh at this. Ready for this? Their biggest money spend over the last, like, 15 years, Brandon Carr at corner. That was oh, their nice. biggest free agency splash. They haven't done it. They think they could build within the draft. And don't get me wrong. I think the Cowboys have built a nice team through the draft. Because, look, they got to the divisional round, right? They're not bums. They're winning games. But when you want to win, you've got to get that that one free agent, that one extra piece. And I think every good GM knows that that has to happen. That has to happen. You can't take these picks and just hold on to them for dear life. Because, look, I know the Rams are in a shitty situation, but they sold their soul for a championship. You know, the Dallas Cowboys and their, and their fan base, we would do – anything for a championship right now so do whatever you got to do with those picks you're in the 20s get rid of it get rid of it just go trade your first round pick for somebody you think is going to be a contributor right now go get your stefan Diggs. go get these guys that i'm not saying they're available for trade or deandre hopkins what don't you think that getting a deandre hopkins right now and trading away a late 20s pick is worth it because i do I don't think that's what they're going to do. And I'm not a GM, so I can't say. Maybe I'm just playing a little Madden right now. But I'm thinking to myself that Dak needs help. You want it? You Dak needs help. He can't do it on his own. He can't will you to win. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He can't do that shit. We already know that. And I love the kid. He's just not it. He's not it in that regard. He's not it. So, I don't know. Ah, going back to the chat here. I think the Browns will trade. <laughs> Again. The, the, that was their splash because they wanted to make a, a cut without cutting. That was a cut without cutting. They cut Amari Cooper and they fucking pissed down their leg for it the entire entire season. Because I'm listen, CeeDee Lamb is elite, absolutely elite. When he was drafted, I said this dude's the number one. And when he was on the same team as Cooper, I said he will be the number one over Cooper. But you need a number two. You absolutely need a number two. Michael Gallup off an ACL is not a number two. T.Y. Hilton off the couch is not a number two. You know, so you have to have a number two in the NFL. Um, Cowboys window isn't closing. It was never open. Ha, funny. Sean, congrats, buddy. I would say congrats, but I don't fucking mean it at all. Um, you never had me. You never had your car. Very good. I hope, Scoop, by the way, I hope you got that uh, that 
response I got yesterday was was from Dodgeball. I know that like you you replied no shit, but I don't think it was uh, the right reply. Um, <laughs> Kyle, how the hell the Cowboys pay Hopkins a salary? You can't. But he gets a new deal soon, right? So maybe you negotiate. I don't know, man. I'm just I'm grasping right now as far as the Cowboys are concerned. Um, yes, you got to at least make the championship game and open the window. I get it. Uh, so the Bills window was never open, Sean. So like, yeah. So like, there's a lot of people out here that are going to talk their shit today, and that's fine. Uh, the Cowboys making headlines when, of course, they weren't even relevant yesterday. Of course, with the, the their moves that they're making. I'm um, just scrolling back up in the chat. Uh, Danny DeHayes was, was the one to bring up the window. He says it's closing. It's closing fast. I agree. I agree it's closing um, because once you go away, once you go away from Dak, right, that's officially window, right? Then, then now it's time to start over. You cannot add a quarterback right now and be a contender next year if you're the Dallas Cowboys. That's a complete, that's a complete rebuild. I saw one thing. I think Boomer Esiason said it about Tom Brady to Dallas. <laughs> we just beat him. We don't need this guy. We don't, I don't want Tom Brady. So fucking get that out of your thought and your mind, your process. Josh, Sean's coming in. Josh Allen has shown the ability to show up when it mattered until they can't beat the Chiefs or the Bengals. They're just there. You know, Josh Allen's been catching a lot of heat, and I, I think he's it's definitely warranted. His turnovers are just as alarming. I did see a crazy comparison stat over the last like 15 games between Dak and Josh Allen. And believe it or not, Dak actually has him in, in multiple categories. So Josh Allen, again, I think he's a gamer. I think he's got an all world arm. I think he's an absolute stud quarterback, but he has been prone to turn the ball over. Not, not necessarily in the biggest spots, but he's turning the ball over. That's an extra possession for the other team, man. It's just those things add up over time. And, and I'm not even saying Josh Allen was the culprit, but let's just be honest. Maybe Allen's been hurt the entire year. Right. I mean, he came back out of nowhere when he was supposed to be ruled out. And you're like, no, 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 keep going, keep going. You know what I mean? Like, you can't keep going sometimes, especially if it's your elbow. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, bro. He got hurt this year. Yeah, that was so earlier really, in the year. Right? It was very early yeah. in the year. Uh, Dak has two years left. He actually has one year left, uh, Rube. They have an out after next year. So, if he doesn't get it done next year and they fall flat again, not make the playoffs or get bounced again, I think the discussion happens. And maybe, maybe your two years left means like that second year would mean they're grooming somebody else um, it, uh, via the draft. It's not going to be a free agent quarterback by any stretch. Um, he played with the same injury Purdy got yesterday. Yeah. I mean, look, Rube, and all you guys, I think the cap is, is it can't be manipulated in so many ways. It definitely can. So this whole dead cap thing, <coughs> that could be manipulated in so many ways. And I know that for a fact because I've seen it. I've seen teams go into off seasons like a hundred over, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, they're, they're fucked. And then next thing you know, they added more players. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, but anyway, so that's that in that conversation. There's no tanking in Bailey. I'm not tanking for anything. You're out of your mind. Caleb Williams, my ass. I don't care. I understand Caleb Williams is being touted as the as the next big thing or or you know what do they call them? Generational quarterbacks. Like yeah. he might be the next generational quarterback, but I'm not tanking for that. He's going to wind up on Houston or, or no, Houston's going to get a quarterback, but um, one of these bottom feeding teams that are going to lose their quarterback. Uh, what would the bucks do without Brady? What will the, the, the 
what will the Packers do without Rodgers? Because that just seems to be a thing, right? There's r- rumors about Rodgers being dealt. So it's like, and if Jordan Love ain't the guy, which they're going to get a very easy glimpse to see if he's the guy next year, if he's if he's the starter, right? And if he's not good and he starts thinking up the joint, then maybe, you know, you start thinking about it. But I hate the tank thing. It's just horrible. All the manipulating does is push your issues into the future. Well, keep pushing then because people are still doing it. You know, like I, the, 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 uh, the Giants, the Saints, um, the Rams, they're all, they're all in cap hell, right? And look at the Giants. They're a playoff team with a young, good roster. So it's like they're going to get better, right? And they were in cap hell about a half a second ago. So it's like all that stuff kind of goes crazy. Um, Kyle coming in. Want to know what happens when you manipulate the cap and restructure too many times? You trade away players for nothing after could good players see Dallas for reference. Yeah, I understand that. And, and, and I'm, I'm well aware that the Cowboys have not – managed their cap very well and it started with the z contract if you're a cowboys fan you were excited that they locked them up and then you don't look at the specifics and you see the 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 dollar amount that you're giving this guy and you're like that's fine he's the best and then deteriorate and then just kind of get slower and then get hurt and then you're like fuck man this contract stinks and then you look at it Dak, and you're like good man lock him up he's our guy and then 15, 16 interceptions later, you're like, oh, God, like, what's happening here? And he's only a $49 million cap hit. No big deal, right? It's it's a shitty situation. It just goes to show you that, and I'm a realist, man. I'll tell you how it is. Like, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones just don't seem to be good football guys. They don't, right? They're good businessmen. They've turned that franchise into a billion-dollar franchise, more than billions, multi-billion-dollar franchise, stadium, luxury, brand, all that shit. Great. You guys are awesome at it. But when it comes to adding talent, I give it all up to our scouting department. I think that guy, Will McClay, has been in aces, bringing guys like Parsons and Diggs and Zeke when they drafted him. And, you know, guys like that who have contributed. Leighton Van Der Esch down the stretch looked great. We brought him in. He was an early pick. So, like, in that regard, scouting department, cool. Running a football franchise? Ah, I don't know. A little left to be desired for, to be honest. Comments are coming in here. I was definitely not excited that we could lock up Zeke or Dak or pay them from the jump. Well, again, you're the minority because, again, when you have the following or, or you monitor Cowboys Nation like I do, like, they were happy. Trust me when I tell you. Um, let's see. Let's see here. Rube coming in. Saints are cutting Michael Thomas and trading Kamara because they pushed the stuff into the future. Well, if you watch Kamara this year, yeah, you know, like maybe he's falling and not for nothing. There's good. There's probably a six game suspension looming. You know, you, you're not going to get away with that shit. Just so you know, you want to talk about pushing shit into the future. He pushed that suspension into the future. It was actually one year ago. This area, this time frame, because he went to the uh, Pro Bowl and beat the piss out of somebody and didn't have to do anything about it. So that's going to happen. That's going to catch up to Kamara. Absolutely. Uh, drafting a running back every two years in a second, uh, trade him away. And then he hits peak rinse and repeat. Mm. Um, Jura says he won't even sell the team for ten billion, which is like twenty five percent overvaluation. Because that that's their baby, bro. It's like me telling you, like, well, I wouldn't. <laughs> but like me telling you, I was just sell chops for If somebody came and said, "Hey, hey, ten billion, I'm out. <laughs> I'm on a boat somewhere." Um, but he can he can very well. He doesn't have many years left. I think Rob brought this up last week. Like the window for Jerry Jones to get a championship. We're at blank again. We're good. All right. The window for Jerry Jones to get a championship has closed dramatically. All right. He's not going to be alive much, much longer. And I'm not trying to be morbid, but that's the truth. 
It's the truth. Like Jerry Jones doesn't have a lot of years left on this earth. If he wants to see the Dallas Cowboys win a championship, step the fuck aside for a second and let somebody else handle the player acquisitions and the contracts. Okay. Because right now you're in shit's Creek. Okay. With the contracts you're paying all these guys. And I'm not saying they're all bad. Demarcus Lawrence's contract was restructured. That looks okay. Right. Tyron Smith. He keeps getting hurt. That contract looks shitty. So there's just certain things that just don't look good on the surface. But overall, again, the Cowboys were in the second round of the playoffs. It's not like they're bums and they lost like 15 games. Yes, he's 37, 37. Yeah, he's a lot of years old. Absolutely. He's dominant inside the hotel lobby. That's a good one. I like that. Shit's Creek was a good show. I like that. I only watched like first season, I think. Good stuff. Um, yeah, no, Rob, their drafting scouting department, very, very good. Trust me when I tell you. When, the, when Regardless of where they're at, either top 10, in the middle, in the 20s. Look. They've swung and missed a couple times. I think they drafted Kelvin Joseph in the second round last year. Good Lord. Um, but again, they believed in him enough to start him down the stretch. Be like, he's got to be the guy. That's the problem with the Cowboys. They don't like to admit when they're wrong. That's the problem. So when, when you do something wrong and they don't come back and say like, well, we shouldn't have done that. Right. But no, they don't do that. They're like, well, I'm then he'll come around. Don't worry. Um, was that with you're killing it, bro. I love you, Bailey. You're the man. Mocked him, uh, mocked him there right now, Sean Redden. I'm not sure. Uh, Bijan. So I would be rock hard in the entire office if the Eagles got Bijan. I don't think there's any shot at 32. Now, you got to find out what the Cowboys do with this running back situation. With Pollard now breaking his leg or whatever it was, high ankle sprain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the kind of shit. Like, by the way, oh, you're out for fucking months. That's weird. Um, so Pollard, again. That's interesting to say the least. We'll see what happens with him. If not, Bijan at 26 is something that I've seen. Um, and by 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 everything that I've seen about Bijan Robinson, and I will dive deeper into the draft coverage, he seems to be NFL ready. He seems to be a gamer. So we'll see. Um, looking back here. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate you, buddy. Um, you mean 31 strong. Eagles have two picks in the first round. Trade down for 10-ish. It's possible. Cowboys aren't taking Bijan. Anyone says that is wrong. Okay. Well, they also said nobody was going to take CD Lamb at 17. They did that. So I'm sure you were. I'm sure you didn't have CD Lamb going there. <laughs> so the fact that he landed in their lap, they had to take him. So again, if a guy like Bijan Robinson is sitting there at 26 and you think your biggest hole is providing Dak Prescott with a running game because Zeke is hobbled or not hobbled, getting older and Pollard is out the door, got to address it, right? You have to. And, and to me, when it gets past the like, 25 and up, you take the best player available. I understand there's needs and there's holes, but you don't, you draft for need early. You draft for want and desire late because I don't think that, like, if you're in a position like the Texans and you need a quarterback, then you got to take the quarterback, right? Same thing with the Colts and the Panthers and all these teams that need quarterbacks. That makes sense. But when you get to the back end of the draft, I think that, and I'm talking about first round, I think you just take the best player that's sitting right there on your board. You know, like, if you have – like three left tackles on your roster. You're like, they're all good. But then like the best left tackle in, in college is sitting there at 27. You're like, fuck that. I'm taking him. We'll, we'll make some moves, right? We'll make some moves. And that's what the Dallas Cowboys did last year. They took Tyler Smith and boy, oh boy, did that pay dividends? Because if that dude wasn't willing to kick out the left tackle, we would have been fucked all year long. Trust me when I tell you. All right. Uh, running backs don't make good running games. Good. I, here we go. <laughs> I'm not about to be like, oh, man, he's right. I'm wrong. Fuck it. I take back everything I just said. Uh, running backs are a dime a dozen. You never draft one early in the top 10. You never pay them. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, back in the later 
picks, right? 26. And I'm like, eh, fuck, no, I'll entertain that. But obviously the Zeke stuff is a lesson learned. And I think the Giants are in the same position with Saquon. They drafted Saquon super early in the draft, and now they're kind of kicking themselves in the ass because, A, either A, you have to pay him, or B, you lose your top pick. And that's that's just based off of what you did. If you drafted Saquon 27-28, right, and he's up on his fifth-year option or whatever the hell else, and you're like, eh, you know, if that sucks, but, you know, we'll figure it out. But when you put up that much capital in the in the early going, man, you got you to gotta hit. You got to hit a home run in that regard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so that'd be that a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. Obviously the off season starts for through what is it? 30 other teams. No, 31, 30, yeah, yeah, 30 other teams <laughs> starts officially like coaching stuff will start dropping left and right. You will see that I'm gonna check the, the wire real quick right now to make sure nothing happened, but I don't think anything is going down right now. As far as the, um, you know, as far as coaching situations are concerned, I think there's going to be some movement this week. You have to, because if you're going to go into your offseason, you got to have a plan. And the only way you can get a plan is having a guy in place. 100% Giants are about to make that mistake as well. Took him second overall. So I'm looking at the Saquon thing, and I'm like, well, yeah, I, I don't know how much you could pay this guy. I don't think he warrants a Christian McCaffrey-type number. I think that goes for both of their stars. I mean, Daniel Jones and Barkley. I don't think they warrant top dollar. However, I think if you can get these guys back, that's still a good nucleus to build around. I really do. Because Barkley, when he's good, he's great. When he's good, he is great. It's just a matter of getting him on the field. Now, Daniel Jones, on the other hand, you will not. If he, if Daniel Jones walks into Joe Shane's office and says, 40 mil or we're leaving, then Joe Shane's going to be like, thanks for everything, buddy. There's the door. Because he ain't worth that. But if he can get 30, 33, 35 max, over the course of the next four or five years, I'd sign up for that. For, for Saquon, they're probably going to have to tag him. I, I don't think they have a, a – and whether Saquon wants to play on the tag or not, that's up to him, but I don't know. Giants signed – well, D-Hop's not going to be released, outright released, so that's got to be a trade, uh, Bailey. Um, so, anyway. I don't want D-Hop. You don't want D-Hop? No. How can you not want DeAndre Hopkins? I, I don't know. I, I want Brandon Ayuk. Or I want to trade for T. Higgins. That's that's just my preference. Is Ayuk a free agent? I think I don't think he is. I don't know if he is, but I did see some. Me and my friends are talking about it. That uh, he was a possibility for us to to get in the offseason, whether it was a trade or if he's a free agent. I don't know if the I don't know if the um, the 49ers are going to be willing to just trade Ayuk like that. I mean, just based off I don't know. I'm looking right now just to see. I gotta go back to absolute eyewear. That's what I really gotta do. <laughs> Here's Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he is a free agent, unrestricted in 2024. Yes, okay. So he's not. But but this means it's a contract year. And when you have CMC, Kittle, mm-hmm. Debo, right? Ayuk's gonna be a casualty unless you get a hometown discount. Ayuk becomes a casualty, and he's available for trade. I think that Ayuk, T. Higgins, guys that are just about to enter their fifth or fourth and final year, because if you're not a first round pick, you don't get a fifth year option. But if you're on that last year of your contract, you're either A, going to be like, oh, I want a new deal or I'm sitting out, or B, trade me and figure it out from there. Um, and I agree, Bailey, he was going to be a number one. Think about that. T. Higgins was drafted to be a number one, you know, because nobody knew Jamar Chase was going to wind up there either, or in addition. So I think that's that's, that's a big thing. Um, can't afford them, yeah, so... I'm going over here, uh, Oklahoma City. Oh, here we go. Wait, we have breaking news here. We have Kyle coming in. 
Oklahoma City plus five, Mega Max Locksmith tonight. Put your mortgage on it. Absolute nuke whale. He doesn't do this often, ladies and gentlemen. So if you want to, if you're a gambling man, which by the way, I lost the parlay yesterday and that was it. I did like a $10 free bet. I was like, nope, not doing this again. Yeah, um, Rube just came in and said, Kellen Moore to the Chargers. And I just checked and it, they're saying it looks like that's where he's going. As the offensive coordinator? Yeah. You know, that's not terrible. Because I'm not saying that's a scapegoat because that's that's another young coach. It's not a bad spot for him because you got Herbert to work with, another young quarterback. Eckler's one of the best players in football. Hands down. You're not going to be able to keep both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen because that's just not a thing. You're not. But you do have a couple younger dudes, right? That's not a bad spot. If that's if that's a thing, two of my boyfriends joining forces. You like Kellen Moore? I didn't know you were a Kellen Moore guy. Sam Grassley said the Chargers are screwed. Kyle Curtis said the Chargers are going to have the number one offense. So it just goes to show you how much diversity we have here in the chat every Monday and Friday right here on the Chop Sports Show because a lot of people like Kellen Moore. I, for one, think his inconsistencies caught up to him. I think that that is a big problem. You know, when it's second and one and you just had an or or you had a 15-yard game by C.D. Lamb and the next play you want to do is a bubble screen for a loss of two, that's where I want to strangle Kellen Moore. Again, Numbers don't lie. I understand that the Cowboys had the number one offense. Uh, you know, even with Dak when he came back, they were they were cruising. I get it. Yards are great. But at the end of the day, consistency is key, and I don't think he had it. So I think that a new start for him will probably be a lot better. Without the attention of Dallas, the star, and everything else, he might flourish. He might. Uh, Kellen Moore doesn't run the ball. Well, Robin, in, in, in Kellen's defense this year, and there is no defense to that, actually. Tony Pollard ran for over a thousand yards. So I think that if, and I think Zeke had about seven or 800. So between the two of them, they did run the ball, but they're just not running the ball in the prime spots that they're supposed to be running the ball. And then they're passing too early, and then they're not passing enough. It's just too wishy washy all over the place where I want to lose my friggin' mind every Sunday. Um, a negative plus a positive equals a positive. That's true. There you go. Grasso's doing math here on a Monday morning. That's why he's good. Early predictions for the Super Bowl. I mean, I guess I could do it, right? And there's two weeks away from this junk. Um, ultimately, I think that the Chiefs are the biggest test for the Eagles. Um, my knee-jerk reaction is to say that the, 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 the problem is with the Chiefs, they made some stars yesterday, meaning not made stars, but like MVS doesn't usually have those kinds of games, but because Juju went down, Hardman went down, uh, Sky Moore was like one of the options. Pacheco was running his ass off. Kelsey's great. You need all your arsenal to run with the Eagles. The Eagles have set records on the ground. I would have to look at the analytics, even though I'm not an analytical guy. I would have to see how the overall, how the Chiefs are against the uh, against the run, because against the pass, they're shit. But if Hurts is hurt and not passing like he usually does, I think it's going to be tough sledding. My early prediction right now, gun to my head, I think the Chiefs win it, uh, and that's a, no, I'm not being a, a Cowboys fan there. I think the Chiefs, with the experience factor with Mahomes and the coaching experience with um, Reed, I think that gives them the lean right now. I might change my mind. Look, I changed my mind on the on the Eagles like a week into like you know about three days into picking that. I said the Eagles are probably going to win that game outright, just easily, just you know cover spreads and all that shit. I I believed in the Eagles. I still believe the Eagles are very good. And the Eagles are going to be great. Going forward. So now, you know, that's a problem for the Dallas fans and, and the New York Giants fans. I think they're going to be good. Um, 
Yeah, Sean, Jesus Christ, what's the over of the game? It's got to be like 70. Um, so that's that. So let me get out of here. I got some things to do. I got I to gotta run this ship. I'm going to steer this bitch before it hits the wall. Um, so I want to thank everybody for joining. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I know it's a harder show when I go solo, but A5 delivered today, big time. Rob, again, thanks for offering. I appreciate you, buddy. Um, does Brady retire? No, no. I think he's bored now. I think he's just at the point where he gets to pick and choose where he gets to go. He's going to pick and choose probably Vegas or San Fran, I guess, is an option, even though I don't think it's an option. Uh, but anyway, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to go over. we back here on Friday to discuss all the topics of sports uh, that happen throughout the course of the week. You can follow us at uh, Chop Sports Media on this channel. Please like the video if you've watched it. If you appreciate what I've tried to do today by carrying a show by myself, please like the video. It really goes a long way. It helps in this search and all that stuff. Uh, Bailey, thank you, buddy. I appreciate you um usable <laughs> this is in fact usable footage and uh it's because i run this fucking thing and that it is going to be used and it was used and here we are using it so thank you guys for tuning in i appreciate you please subscribe follow us on mojo dropping every single day i dropped the solo mojo show this morning go give that some love and uh support the entire network go over to premierstreamingnetwork.com go check out all of our stuff we got going on over there between uh, the Chop Sports Social going to be back recording this week. Obviously, squeaky bum time, soccer coverage. I know this guy keeps wearing his soccer hat during football season. It makes me nuts. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to cop a new uh, Yankees fitted. I get one every year, and I haven't got one. And this mojo hat has seen its better days. It's it's yeah, it's, I need it's, a new Yankees hat as it's well. Getting, it's getting rough. So um, go check out the uh, Pro Football Newsroom with my boys, Tony Catalina, Aiden Davis. They work for Blogging the Boys. I'm trying to. Pry them over. No, I'm kidding. They can do what they want. They're a success. The guys are doing great over there. So go check those guys out. We have the dude cast that's dropping today. I know it was a little bit of a delay. We're working out all the kinks, guys. Premier Streaming Network has a great, great interface. I love what they're doing over there. Josh Chernoff has really put out a great product. I get to be reunited with Josh on February the 11th in Rawway for WrestlePro. Really excited to get back there. So thank you guys again for watching. I appreciate you. Go and, and, and Rob, every time I try to sign off, I look down. It's not the way to do it. Um, liquid props now available on Mojo. I think it's going to be a site-wide thing, so I got to look into that. I'm still more, uh, yeah, here's the Kellen Moore joining the Chargers. Oof. What do the kids say now? Sheesh. 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 So we'll see if that pans out for them. Long, long offseason coming at you with Shop Sports. Follow along with us. Thank you guys for watching. Dave Sturch here. And, of course, a5 behind the glass. This has been another episode of the Chop Sports Show. We'll see you guys back here on Friday. Thanks for watching, everybody. But there was this one company, I think, called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah.